Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We have been talking about this $1.2 trillion infrastructure package that passed the U.S. Senate this week, and hopefully soon we'll head toward the president's desk. Uh, We have talked about the bill itself. We've talked about the impact it might have on climate infrastructure here in Southeast Michigan. And now we want to talk a little about how this bill got done. This is a bipartisan bill in Congress. And it's a little unusual in that sense, in that uh, for big issues like this, controversial issues like this, uh, much of the legislation we see in Washington tends to be about one party or the other having control. Here, we did see a lot of working together across the aisle. And I'm joined now by two members of our delegation in Washington who were part of that working across the aisle. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell is a Democrat from Dearborn. She represents Michigan's 12th congressional district. Debbie, welcome back to Detroit Today. Stephen, it's great to be here. Yes, always great to have you here. And with us is also Congressman Fred Upton. He is a Republican from St. Joseph's, and uh, he represents Michigan's 6th District in Washington. Uh, Fred, welcome back to Detroit Today as well. Well, it's, it's always good to be with you, Steve. So uh, I want to talk about the bipartisan aspect of this and how how it worked. Uh, how did we get to the point where we have both Democrats and Republicans supporting this bill. Debbie, I'll uh, start with you. Well, I think, I guess I want, good morning, Fred, and it's always good to be on with Fred. Fred and I talk almost every day. And I think that this is very important because it is a bipartisan agreement. But I also think, Stephen, sometimes people don't realize how much Republicans and Democrats do work together on a lot of issues that matter every day. Mm -hmm. So I want to just make that point. Fred and I try to find solutions every single day. Um, And sometimes the bills aren't monumental, or this is, quite frankly, a uh, lifetime-impacting bill that passed the Senate. Um, And it happened because people realized that there were a lot of things that we need to do. And we need to approach these issues as Americans. We've got to rebuild our roads and bridges. We've got to deliver clean drinking water to everybody. We need high-speed internet in every household in this country. And I actually think Republicans want to tackle climate crisis, too. They just don't want to do as much as we do. But um, I think that people realized there was a lot of common ground, and people worked hard to get here to the point that we're at today. Hmm. Uh, So, Fred, uh, in your party right now, there is a lot of, I think, soul-searching about the role of, of government, uh, about the things that will define uh, your party and, and its stances. Give us a sense of how, in the context of this infrastructure bill, uh, those, those debates played out and, in the end, wound up with a number of Republican members saying, hey, I, I want to support this even though uh, it's it's the idea of a, of a Democratic president and uh, a Congress that is controlled by Democrats. Well, let's face it, it's a pretty closely divided government, even split in the Senate. Uh, Speaker Pelosi has just a handful of vote margin, and, uh, you know, President Biden is there with the administration. But, you know, this, this passed overwhelmingly in the Senate. They had a couple of cloture votes. Uh, it passed 69 to 30 uh, earlier this week. 
Uh, and it is a direct culmination of, frankly, us working together, not only across the aisle, but also across the Capitol. So Debbie and I are two members of the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus, 60 members, equally divided. We, uh, A number of us met with the Republican and Democratic governors, senators, and House members really last April. We started on this, and this is, in essence, the same framework that we laid out then. Let's focus on infrastructure. Traditionally, I mean, roads, highways, bridges, ports, airports, broadband, as Debbie said. And yes, we do talk almost every day uh, on lots of different things. Um, uh, Energy security in terms of, you know, we saw what happened with the Colonial Pipeline gas line uh, in March and the the bad storms, even in Texas, that that shut things down in in Dallas uh, earlier this year. So this bill addresses that. Traditionally, it's always been bipartisan. When I was first elected, I was on the the, uh, Transportation Committee, and I think it was all those highway bills were bipartisan. President Trump, uh, his proposal that he did not get through was $2 trillion for this. This is $1.2 trillion. It's largely paid for, uh, which uh, meant that it had a pretty big vote in the Senate. We may have a few hurdles here. In the House, we'll see how this plays out in, in the next couple of weeks. But you know, the administration, the Biden administration, is a big time behind it, uh, and we need it. You know, China has spent more money on concrete and construction in the last two years, I think, than we've spent in the last hundred. Hmm. We know about our roads here in Michigan. I mean, they just—I mean, they—they're—they're they're bad. My, my wife doesn't let me use the word that I want to use. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, they're bad, I mean, and they're long overdue for, for getting fixed, and this is going to be a giant uh, move in the right direction, as, particularly as our economy begins to move forward again. Mm. So, so I want to get both of you to talk about what you think this will mean for Michigan uh, once it does get passed. Uh, but, but I want to specifically have you talk about this crazy summer we've had and the crazy weather and the crazy consequences here in southeast Michigan. Uh, Fred, I'd love if you could talk about what's happened on on your side of the state this this summer and whether uh, you're experiencing some of the same things. But but what are what are we looking forward to, I guess, uh, in terms of how this will make things better or easier uh, for us to fix uh, in our communities? This time I'll start with you, Fred. Well, let me just say a couple of things. Climate change is real. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, we all need to recognize that. Uh, in my district, and I'm looking across the street, and I see Lake Michigan. It's a beautiful day over here. And I was troubled last night. I was in Kalamazoo much of the day, and I was troubled as I looked at the weather radar maps uh, for our region here in southwest Michigan. Uh, and I saw the, the terrible rain and you know, the, the the orange and the red on the radar over mm-hmm. in Debbie's district. And mm-hmm. I thought about her, and I thought about all the flooding. And, you know, I've talked to her a couple times this week. And, you know, we've got uh, substations that are flooded and everything else, particularly over there. we got tens of thousands of people still without power. That's um, why we need infrastructure. Uh, and you all over there on your side of the state have had a lot more rain than we do. Uh, we had some drought, but <laughs> we've made it up. In the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, that's for sure. And I'm looking forward to a really glorious weekend, uh, Chamber of Commerce-wise, over here in, in West Michigan. But it just it is the need that we need to have infrastructure. You, you can't have roads when interstates wash out. You need to have uh, sewage systems. 
that are able to handle the flow so we just don't dump that raw sewage into our rivers and our lakes. I saw yesterday, uh, I think, 20-some beaches uh, closed in Michigan. What are the, what are the, what are the Great Lakes State? Uh, we know a lot about water, starting with Flint and PFAS. And, again, Debbie and I worked very well together on those issues, as most of our delegation has. So, bingo, here we go. Uh, this is going to help fix that, and that's a good thing, which is why I'm for this bill. Mm. Uh, Debbie, we've got about a minute and a half left, but uh, talk about what what we can look forward to out of this bill. Well, First of all, the sewer systems that we have, say, in Dearborn were built on one side of the city in 1920 and the other in 1950. The minute you hear rain coming, everybody just shudders. We've got 20,000 homes that have been flooded, uh, and a lot of people who've been hurt and life savings have been destroyed. By the way, Michigan's got a plan. We've got to be ready for those dollars. So that's going to be there. But during the COVID, we've seen... Uh, how many homes don't have access to Internet. This will help us get our competitive edge with China. It'll help the auto industry, suppliers. There's so many things in it that are critical to the state of Michigan. We've got to work together because we need to be and stay at the forefront of innovation and technology, stay a global leader. And China is, Fred just made the point about what they've done in the last two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to do this for America. Okay, uh, Debbie Dingle and Fred Upton, uh, always great to have the two of you, of course, working together for us in Washington, but also great to have you here uh, on the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You bet. Okay, that is going to do it for us this week. I want to say thanks to student producer Nora Ryan for her help producing today's show. Come back Monday for a conversation about efforts by some members of the Republican Party to suppress voting rights, both nationally and here in Michigan. Detroit Today is produced by Jake Neer and Anna Marie Seisling. Our program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. And Detroit Today's music was created by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.